Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Uh, we're going to pick up on a conversation we've had before um, when we talk about what's going on with the labor force in our province. And we know that there are some industries that have been really struggling to ramp up and to get enough staff to operate whatever business it is they're running. And the one that comes to mind is hospitality, right? And if you think about this whole pandemic and going back now, uh, more than two years, the industry that was hardest hit would definitely be um, the hospitality industry. If not the hardest hit, certainly among the hard- hardest hit. Um, they were shut down, right? You remember what happened. So, okay, we know that that was awful. Uh, but all those rules are gone now. They they can operate just as they did before, and they're still struggling, still struggling with staff. Why? What, what, where, where did all those workers go? Well, we're going to find out. We're going to have a conversation now with um, Charles St. Arnaud, who's a chief economist with Alberta Central. Charles, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Good morning. Yeah, these labor shortages just uh, they won't go away. They continue to persist, especially in hospitality, right? That Would you say that's the hardest hit sector here? Yeah, it's one of the hardest hit in terms, especially that considering it's a industry wide issue. It's not just specific sectors where it's specialized uh, uh, specialized skills that are required. Are we seeing it in other sectors? I mean, I, I know that we're t- we've had some people talking about what's going on in agriculture. They're having a hard time getting staff. We know healthcare is having problems. So it's not just hospitality, right? Yeah, well, hospitality is probably kind of the main or where the uh, labor shortage is probably the most acute, but in yeah. other sectors, like agriculture, we see it, like the data shows it, and especially in animal, in, in animal production, there's some uh, big issues there, which, uh, especially here in, in Alberta, uh, construction, but that in construction, what's interesting is that it's what they call specialty trade contractors, so really specialized jobs, so you need proper training, so it's hard to find those workers, especially when the pool is uh, relatively uh, small. Uh, we're seeing also um, uh, high level of vacancies in, uh, for example, truck transportation. Again, mm-hmm. you don't you don't become a trucker overnight. Right. So those are a bit harder to fill. But I, I think that hospitality sector is really what uh, drives the attention. Absolutely. So where did they go? I mean, that hospitality sector when the, when the pandemic hit, obviously, I mean, it was an opportunity, and in some you know, in some cases, sheer necessity to find something that would work during the pandemic when you couldn't work in hospitality. Is that is that the bottom line here? Well, I think there's different uh, factors there. One is obviously the subsequent repeated wave of uh, of restriction on the sector with the repeated layoff yeah. of many workers. You decide to go somewhere else where you have a bit more stability in hours, stability in terms of, well, if another uh, more restriction gets put in place, I'm not losing my job. So there's that rational change for the worker that I'm looking for something more stable. Then you have other sectors that were facing uh, labor shortages, and they basically just were offering better conditions. Yeah. And those workers in the hospitality sector were like, wow, it's time for me to make a change. I think 
the pandemic might have changed the appeal of the sector for some uh, for some workers. And we see it in data. A lot of uh, when we look at what we call the labor force, so people are say that are looking for work in that industry. That's been de- it has declined uh, since the pandemic. So a lot of people are no longer working for for work in that sector. Right. Yeah, they've left. The question then is is where did they go? I mean, are there some industries that suddenly are finding more workers available? Has, has there been? I mean, I'm sure they went all over the place, but are there certain sectors that have picked up quite a few uh, extra well, workers? Well, we, when we look at where job creation uh, has been uh, in Alberta over the past year or so, one sector that has drawn a lot of more that has done my attention uh, quite a lot is uh, when we look at, for example, at what they call the professional, scientific, and technical job. We've seen a very strong recovery there, but that's a, it's a big melting pot of various uh, jobs. It goes from engineers to uh, lab workers to accountants to uh, uh, lawyers, so there's a lot of a, a lot of different uh, jobs that are related to that. But that sector has seen a very strong growth uh, over the past uh, over the past year. Okay, so there are some growth sectors there. Uh, you know, we we saw a story yesterday where the the federal government has announced a, a hiring blitz to try and deal with the backlog of immigration. Millions of people waiting to have their immigration applications processed. Is that part of what's gone on here? I mean, you speak, you think of the hospitality industry, and there's a lot of new Canadians that work in that industry. Is that part of the reason we're seeing a shortage? Yeah, there's part of that. For example, a big a big reason is when during the the whole pandemic, uh, there was barely any new uh, migrants coming to, to Canada, and a rough est- estimates would say that probably about three hundred to hundred and fifty thousand potential foreign workers that didn't come to Canada because of the pandemic. That makes that matters for uh, uh, like at the margin at least. And the same in Alberta, we also have to take into account that in the first part of the pandemic, actually Alberta lost population to other provinces. So we had the net migration out of Alberta to other provinces. That has been is starting to reverse. We've seen the trend over the past, uh, almost the past year, where you have more uh, more people from outside Alberta coming to live here. But there's still we still have a deficit there of about three to 5,000 uh, workers that are missing because of that. So, I mean, is it is there a short-term answer? I guess there's not, right? This is going to be, it's going to take a long-term solution to try and come up with a way of addressing this, right? I mean, we can't, there's no magic wand here, is there? Yeah, well, especially when we look at uh, sectors where you need skills, that is really the importance, making sure that people who are unemployed right now have access to training to fill those skilled jobs, which are also um, most likely highly uh, or better paid. So that's one. We need to make sure that people have the uh, the tools to uh, to reorient their career to uh, to better sectors. But also, in in the case of more generic or less uh, skilled workforces, making sure that we have we increase the uh, level of available workers. But that means attracting from other provinces, attracting more migrants, uh, and bringing back also some people on the labor force. One thing that uh, we can note in Alberta is that we call the participation rate in economic terms. So the share of the uh, working age population that's either working or looking for work has declined since the start of the pandemic. And that's because we've seen the older cohort of Albertans, so those uh, more uh, age 55 plus, leaving the, the, the labor force. Right. 
So that's also workers that are that are no longer available. Just as we're talking here, I'm getting texts from a few people, and, and, and it's a fair comment in terms of wages. You know, well, if they paid a better wage in the hospitality industry, they would get more workers. To me, it seems almost like a perfect storm. If you're in hospitality, you've gone through two years of hell. You're probably not in a position to start paying workers more, but if you don't pay workers more, you don't get the staff. I mean, is that, is it, is there a way to address that? I mean, is that part of the problem? Well, it's part of the problem, yes, because obviously every sectors are competing for those uh, for those workers. So offering better conditions, either better pay or better benefits, yes, will help attract. But the the problem is the accommodation and food services is a very low profit margin industry. Right. So it's very hard for them to offer better uh, better working condition without having to rise their prices. In an industry that, and especially in a context where, well, consumers are relatively, relatively strapped for cash right now, considering what's happening with inflation. Yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, Charles, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you joining us.